0: welcome to the most excellent 80s movies podcast it's the podcast where we cut loose and kick off our sunday shoes to the 80s movies we think we love or might have missed and this is footloose a movie selection from 1984 about which google says moving in from chicago newcomer Ren mccormick played by kevin bacon is in shock when he discovers the small midwestern town he now calls home has made dancing and rock music illegal. As he struggles to fit in, Wren faces an uphill battle to change things. With the help of his new friend, Willard Hewitt, played by Christopher Penn, and defiant teen Ariel Moore, played by Laurie Singer, he might loosen up this conservative town. But Ariel's influential father, Reverend Shaw Moore, played by John Lithgow, Stands in the way. Foot loose. Everybody Mm -hmm. cut. Everybody cut.
1: So this was my first time actually seeing the movie. Me too. All the way through that means that I've cut bits of it. I haven't. You know? (laughs) Mm -hmm. Not at all. You know, like everyone knows the premise of foot loose, which you have just described. Um and that was really it.
0: Yeah, same for me. I'd never seen this movie. Um, except for I've seen the tractor chicken scene.
1: Mm, yeah, not. It, I hadn't even seen that.
0: Oh wow!
1: Yeah, all, the only imagery I uh, I could ever conjure was when he's so frustrated he's just got to dance and he's dancing around the construction he's like fight site, fight dancing, fight dancing. Um, in the construction zone. Yeah. Yeah.
0: Which is a real secondhand embarrassment scene for me.
1: R- right. Exactly. So had we seen it when we were younger, <laughs> would this have been a formative movie?
0: <laughs> I think so. I think it would have been a similar to dirty dancing for me. Mm-hmm. Maybe, maybe even more so because it would have been easier to relate to like kids in high school than like, you know, adults at a summer camp.
1: Right. Yeah. Okay. That's a good question. Let's maybe start off with some not necessarily hot takes, but where would you place it in the 80s dancing slash kind of quasi musical movies? Where do you, where do you, where are you placing Footloose against dirty dancing?
0: I put it pretty high up there. I'd put it, uh, not not necessarily alongside Dirty Dancing, but certainly just below it.
1: Mm, hmm.
0: I thought it was pretty good. You know, I I enjoyed it, and I enjoyed. You put idea- it in
1: the corner of Dirty Dancing.
0: Exactly. I you can't put Baby in the corner, but you can put Footloose in the corner. What about you? Where do you think it lands in the dance <sighs> movie pantheon?
1: Um, I would say low it, it's there's i mean there's like dancing movies that are ridiculous um like electric boogaloo you know um which i've also break, never seen yeah break in two and i haven't mm-hmm. <laughs> either but i've seen parts of it i've seen like moments and scenes and things like that um and those yes they're quote bad but they're also fun you know, they're 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 mm. they have a campiness to it, and I'm not saying mm-hmm. that Footloose doesn't have a fun to it, but I I would not rate it as high as some of the thing, some of the movies, and and that's the thing. It's there's there's a big one that we're not talking about, and that's Flashdance, and I feel right. like Flashdance like the <laughs> Footloose only exists because Flashdance was a huge hit the year prior. You know, okay. Because I've also
0: never um, seen Flashdance.
1: I I also haven't, but I, I know how big it was, and a lot of these dancing movies are because of Flashdance. Okay, and, and not it wasn't just that it was a big sleeper hit, but it was also kind of the beginning of the Don Simpson Jerry Bruckheimer formula. -hmm. Which is starting the movie with a music montage, like a Kenny Loggins hit. So this is like Mm -hmm. think think top gun, think like cocktail, this kind of stuff, you know. Right. And so it started with all with flash dance. And and you could and I think with the dancing with the hate dancing scene in the construction where he's just gotta cut loose and and be who he wants to be, like that is has the dna of flash dance you know
0: yeah uh, she, yeah
1: she she she's very blue collar and she's just got to dance no one no one will let her or is, i'm now inventing the story of flash dance because yeah. i don't entirely know but again I, I you know but but yeah i feel like these a lot of these dancing movies kind of owe um their existence to the success of flash dance uh, here, like an 83 mm-hmm. and this is 84.
0: Yeah. So they were like, you know what people love mm-hmm.
1: fight dancing.
0: We got to right. have some more dancing. Let's get some teenagers in there. Mm-hmm. And, Let's and have ha- them dancing for, for freedom and fundamental rights.
1: Yeah. And having said that, like I don't, there just weren't enough fun scenes of we just got to dance <laughs> and no one will <laughs> let us, you know, um, I'm glad that they portrayed, I mean, cause this is a thing that happens in America. America has a lot of diverse beliefs, a lot of diverse um, cultures and, and um, towns and things like that. You know, um, the whole idea is that this town is basically religious. It's in Utah You know, it's kind Mm -hmm. of in the, in the Provo area, that zone. Wait, Um,
0: I thought it was in the Midwest.
1: No, it, it, it was, it's, that is a hundred (laughs) percent Utah. Oh,
0: okay. They
1: said it's in the Midwest, but they, they shot the whole thing in. It's basically, yeah, it's, it's, it's Utah. Um Oh, and
0: I, the whole time was thinking this was like Iowa or something.
1: No, no, this is, yeah, up in the, you could see, you could see like the mountains. But, um, yeah, they, they shot this, um, where is it, um, yeah, they did shoot some of it in Provo, which I had just been, that's why I, I was just there for the, um, Film Quest, Film Festival. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, there was another, there was another place where you, you saw and like. they let you dance while you were there? It. Uh, yes, but it's interesting. Um, there were certain restrictions in terms of like, um, selling alcohol after 6 PM. Like there were no mm-hmm. normal bars. Um, we did find a dive bar and they were kind of operating under a loophole. Um, okay. which is that you, you could be a member if you join the member club. At the bar, <laughs> you know, mm-hmm. and so then you could drink after six, you know, um, interesting. Yeah. But but so, yeah, so some of that that still exists and or this kind of stuff exists in terms of what is the, the regulations for certain things. And mm-hmm. this and this movie is based off of a real thing where teenagers appealed to the town. You know, there was like a ban on dancing for like 50 years or something something crazy like that i'm sure someone mm-hmm. I, can, checking imdb is yelling at me but but yeah based off of a real <laughs> story um and uh yeah i for me i just wish that there were it's like there's 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 this is a f- first of all the fantastic soundtrack there's some great oh, the
0: soundtrack is yeah, a banger
1: yeah and i would say there are <laughs> when we've like there's a song like you know and i don't know if that this is the first time these songs played, you know. But there's like okay. at least two or three mm-hmm. classic, like I Need a Hero. Um, and they I, I oh,
0: the boy,
1: yes, yeah, that one there. And I would say that this, um, it may be the deb- debut of these songs, but it was also probably like the weakest montage that these songs have ever been paired with.
0: Oh, you know, oh. <laughs> Except, oh. You know what? honestly
1: let's hear it for the boys was pretty good but i think i need a hero when was,
0: uh, when uh way the down. hick is learning to dance i need a yeah. hero was playing during the yeah, the chicken Sha- scene
1: sean penn's brother chris penn yeah um
0: learning to dance
1: mm-hmm. that was that was kind of cute was it was fun.
0: very cute. Sean Penn's so brother, Chris Penn, well, is very cute in this movie. I'll, I'll
1: retract my I'll retract my judgment on that one. But I, okay. in terms of I need a hero, that was probably not in the top three of of you know mont- like montages. Tractors? I'm a big anti tractor guy. Yeah, I don't know. no, it, it just yeah, it just was kind of like the it was a dumb scene, you know. Well,
0: that's how they established dominance in Utah.
1: Hmm. Yeah. Well, may- maybe I'm just. I, oh. Maybe I just need to listen and and uh, and observe and learn.
0: Of course, of course. Mm-hmm. So, speaking of, uh, we are eleven minutes in and haven't introduced ourselves yet.
1: <laughs> <laughs> it's one of those episodes.
0: It's yeah. one of those. Uh, I'm Christy Lenz, director of neighborhood comedy theater in downtown Mesa, Arizona. And our friend who doesn't understand tractor chicken is
1: uh, Nathan Blackwell, independent filmmaker based in Phoenix, Arizona.
0: Yay. OK, back to Flashy Dancy. The movie starts with a sermon. Yes. With a A real uh, Bible
1: thumping sermon.
0: Oh, a real, our Lord is testing us. Yeah. Why would he send us this horrible rock and roll music if he weren't testing us? Uh, Our Lord wants us to rise to these tests and not allow this rock music. Which is, uh, it became as the movie went on, really confusing what this reverend is really for and against because he's uh, firmly against burning books, which is good, but he's got no tolerance for music.
1: Right, yeah. Um, so I want to one <laughs> of my favorite. It's like one of the things I love. I love about the Oscars is that everyone is trying really hard to pronounce everyone's name correctly mm-hmm. and so I'm, I'm gonna step in and so because 90 it, there, there's a couple of names that that 98 of the people um pronounce wrong
0: okay um,
1: and and john lithgow is one of them so it's lithgow not lithgow um, oh i
0: see lithgow go go
1: yes so lithgow, not lithgow
0: like cow
1: yeah, and then Steve Buscemi is actually Steve Buscemi, even though he found out that some of his relatives pronounce it either way. <laughs> mm-hmm. And then, um, and then the the uh, you know, for film nerds, um, how do you do you say it's Martin Scorsese? Martin Scorsese. It's Martin Scorsese, apparently.
0: <sighs> it's not Martin no. Scorsese.
1: Yeah, it's it's Sessy at the end. Sessy. The, the the S's are pronounced like S's. Anyways, it's <laughs> it's my, it's my inner know it all, you know, and, and and then I'm sure there's um a ton of people that I'm pronouncing and And yeah, and I feel appropriately shameful for it. But yes, John Lithgow going forward. It's John Lithgow.
0: OK, I'll probably get it wrong at least two more times.
1: All right. Engage.
0: Okay. um. So we meet him. He's like the fire and brimstone preacher. He's got a young blonde daughter who's like, we're going out for ice cream, daddy. Mm-hmm. As, as daddy is like talking to Kevin Bacon and being like, well, welcome to our town. Have you met your teachers yet? Mm-hmm. Um, and she goes on to uh, participate in the most reckless vehicular uh, recreational activity. That makes uh it makes back the, the car back the... surfing in uh <laughs> that, in Teen Wolf look oh my god positively there, responsible. There's,
1: there's a tier list to be done about reckless teenage like car related uh, stunts that mm-hmm. probably got real people killed when they tried yeah. to imitate them. Back to the future is definitely up there. Uh, holding on
0: to the back of the car.
1: Especially with its influence. But yeah, this is probably the worst offender. Um,
0: she climbs out the window into the window of another car. But first, she straddles both cars and just like sways in between two cars while a semi truck uh, mm-hmm. barrels towards them. Yeah. She should be Th- dead.
1: Art. <laughs> I'm gonna go on record and say for the '80s movies, there's always kind of like there's the main character and then there's the love interest that he's got to win over or mm-hmm. she's got to win over. This is, I would say, the least likable love interest in any of the movies that we've ever done.
0: Ariel is not very likable. I agree.
1: No. Yeah, and she, so yeah, and she looks like Daryl Hannah, and I was delighted to find out that Daryl Hannah was uh Offered the role and she turned it down,
0: and so mm. they had to
1: get they had to clone her from a hair.
0: Uh-huh. Lori Singer, pseudo,
1: yeah, pseudo Daryl Hannah, yeah. But and and then to be fair, I mean, I wouldn't say that there's a a ton of charm and charisma. I don't want to hurt her feelings if the actress is listening, <laughs> but. Mm-hmm the yeah but a huge part of it is just the character. Like she's she is so rebellious that she's kind of an a-hole. You know? She, she's, she's
0: she's definitely an a hole and there was no no part of me that wanted her to be with Ren. I almost wanted Ren to be with Rusty, the Sarah Jessica Parker character 100%. more than uh to be with Ariel oh because the, um,
1: the performers had so much charisma you know even if Sarah baby Sarah Jessica Parker really didn't have much to do she did a lot with it and she was charming
0: mm mm-hmm. and but she ended up with the friend the girlfriend of the friend Willard
1: right right yeah Chris Penn
0: yeah who's very cute and charming
1: yeah yeah he he's first off as kind of like the hick and and everyone that Kevin bacon kind of when Kevin Bacon, Kevin Bacon is not like a huge rebel. He's just basically sarcastic. He's like Ryan Reynolds mm-hmm. level. Yeah. And so like people, you know, and then people just are unable to process it. He does not fit in. And, and honestly, it's not, we feel like he would be our sarcastic friend mm-hmm. and not like, Oh my God, what are you doing? You're, you're like a bull in a China shop. Like he, he's just, pushing against the normal establishment like a teenager does and everyone is like no you've got to fit all all pegs have to be square and they have to fit in here Mm
0: -hmm. and so
1: he is there's a
0: nice moment at the beginning where they're talking about banning slaughterhouse five and he he's like oh it's no it's a great book and they're like not in this town and he says in any town Mm -hmm. uh you know so you get the idea that he's like smart and well read and yeah. not just a music-loving dum dum, but a real patron of the arts.
1: Yeah, and, and and he doesn't, I you know he doesn't come. So he is not chaotic, you know. He right. is not he he is not so rebellious. He's just, you know, like a teenager from Chicago. Mm-hmm. And so, like I, a
0: normal I, teenager from Chicago.
1: Yeah, yeah. You know, he's he's a little... He's kind of well-read. He's kind of sarcastic. He's kind of hard to put into a box. He doesn't want to be in a box, but yet he's still getting kind of a blue-collar job, and he's okay with it. So he is Mm -hmm. still kind of a surrogate for us. If he was more chaotic, kind of like um, Ariel, I think we would say, well, you deserve what you get, because it's obvious that this is a conservative you know religious formalized town so mm-hmm. you, you kind of deserve this backlash that you're getting
0: right and he gets a lot of backlash from everybody everybody is like you seem like a troublemaker wren he gets kicked off the gymnastics team because he drops ariel off at her house late after she gets beat up by her boyfriend um Which is not fair. Like you shouldn't be able to get kicked off a high school sports team because you uh, dropped the reverend's daughter off late. Like that's Mm -hmm. the one should have nothing to do with the other. Um, You know, but everyone in the town thinks that he's a troublemaker, including his aunt and uncle, uh, except for the guy who runs the mill. Who's like, I like sarcastic teens.
1: Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. You can throw
0: flour around for me.
1: Yeah, and so whatever knocks, I'm giving footloose. Like I felt like they got this part pretty right in terms of just like the pushback of a society set in its ways, Mm -hmm. and and you know nowadays everything would be that you know there wouldn't be you wouldn't want to ruffle that many feathers nowadays. You know, in terms of the difference between um, a more, you know, uh, restrictive conservative um, society and and essentially in some ways, you know, they they don't really go into any politics, but it is kind of like a, you know, a, a liberal teen in a conservative town. It's really more religious and kind of like, um small town mentality and and big town freedom, you know mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um,
0: Although I thought it was really smart of them to uh, sort of show that Ren wasn't into like getting high uh, yeah. and like smoking pot. like they showed that Chuck is like uh, you know, and his buddies are like the local pot dealers and he is all getting high before mm-hmm. the uh, chicken race. Yeah, uh, but he but- could also
1: smell a setup too
0: yeah exactly yeah so when uh chet i keep calling him chet chuck is the name of ariel's boyfriend who is the
1: uh the the brawny bad guy the bully bully. uh
0: offers him a free uh little taste a free little taste a little joint uh (laughs) and he immediately gets busted by a teacher and flushes it down the toilet um
1: yeah like I i thought that
0: was clever because yeah. it was like oh he's not he's not a bad boy mhm he's just a regular boy who likes to dance dance dance
1: yeah so i do feel like they they balance that really well
0: i thought so too and i thought he was way more likable than ariel
1: oh my god yeah yeah the, you you don't I think it's a tribute to Kevin Bacon that he has a lot of chemistry, even with, with everyone, but with her, too. Mm-hmm. Because, you know, she's not <laughs> not very charismatic.
0: Yeah. So uh, in a, speaking of uh, casting stuff, they almost cast Tom Cruise, but he decided to do all the right moves instead. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then they almost cast Rob Lowe.
1: That would have been interesting. Yeah, I I, I think Kevin Bacon is perfect. I know? think so
0: too, and I think yeah. this this movie uh, cements Kevin Bacon into um, a, a lovable scamp.
1: Yeah, I think um, and I think John Lithgow is great. I think his wife Diane Weist is always great. She's great in oh, everything. Oh, she's so cute. Yeah, she is.
0: And she great has such a everything. like quiet desperation in this movie where she like uh is the is the the, you know silently suffering wife of the preacher but she's Mm -hmm. like always like standing over his shoulder like oh you know we used to look at each other and get excited like kids don't have sex just because they listen to music um you know you can't be everyone's father and she's just like the guiding light of reason Mm -hmm. in this uh uh world that he's created where dancing and music will make everyone have sex immediately
1: yeah yeah i think honestly like you know and then chris penn and sarah jessica parker and then all the like the normal like realistic townspeople which were probably non-actors um are great yeah it's just it's just ariel the love interest she is unlikable and and it just uh, didn't work for me and Mm -hmm. and and again to be fair to the actress i feel like some of she could have been okay if if there were some writing differences because she was so chaotic and so rebellious
0: um, and she had a legitimate death wish. Like, the amount of times that they play chicken in this movie. Yeah, This is she a movie that's largely of, about the dangers she, of playing chicken.
1: She stands in front of a train. You know. For no he, reason. Yeah.
0: And um, that's the part where she's trying to seduce him at that point. Like, she's decided she wants him, and she's like, I'm gonna seduce you. We used to stand here when the trains went by, and we'd make out like crazy. Or... And then she goes and stands in front of it and like almost dies, which like she's got a legit death wish. And so like her whole backstory is that she's got a brother who died in a car accident because he was out drinking and partying. Mm-hmm. Okay. Fair enough. But like, why does that give you a a death wish to get smashed by an oncoming vehicle?
1: Yeah. And and I'm into the idea that because of her brother dying that she almost has this flirtation with death, but they never, they always play it as a thrill rather than like a moment of, of serious, you know, character, shall we say, mm-hmm. you know, it, it, yeah. it's interesting because we as audiences are always observing what we're seeing, but we're also observing. We're trying to figure out what is the movie trying to say that this means. You know,
0: Mm -hmm.
1: so when when she is standing in front of the train track and yelling, woo, there's a part of us that thinks, oh, this movie is telling us that this is cool. You know, and and we are now stepping outside of what the character is doing, and we're acknowledging that the movie is saying, oh, this is supposed to be cool. And we're like, this isn't cool.
0: It's not cool.
1: Rather than us saying, oh, this character has a flaw. So we're actually rejecting the what the movie's saying to us rather than what the character is saying to us, you know?
0: Right. And Ren does, too. Like, you never get the impression that Ren thinks it's cool that she's always playing chicken. Right. Um, so Ren decides that he wants to have a dance. Like, he just wants to have a dance. He wants to have a senior dance, a prom. And he's going to, you know, try and drum up support in the town through grassroots efforts, through uh, phone calls and letter writing campaigns and flyers. He gets a a lot of the kids on his side and he has to go talk to the town council about it. The town council, who is meanwhile banning and burning books. Mm -hmm. um, He goes and gives a speech about how and he uses the Bible. He like actually references the Bible. Uh, and says, like, dancing is a form of showing joy to the Lord and exercising and um, uh, showing your love of life and all of this stuff, and they they don't buy it. So no one uh, in the town supports the teenagers and their quest for a senior dance, except for the guy who owns the mill. Right. Who's like, you know, on the other side of these tracks... You're in a a different town.
1: town. Mm -hmm. Mm-hmm. I just
0: so happen to have a barn right here that you can use for a dance.
1: (laughs) I guess what I... So this movie portrays the the culture conflict really well, you know,
0: Mm -hmm. between
1: the teenagers and the controlling adults. What I wish it did better, like... Dirty Dancing, which is the joy of dancing. They have it, but it's always kind of like mixed with, oh, let's party! Yeah. You know? I mean, they try. There's moments, but there's just not enough for me to actually feel like, yes, dancing. (laughs)
0: Yes. (laughs) I I agree with that. Um, In Dirty Dancing, you really feel like she's moved by learning
1: there's no one that's what the dance is right there's no one that's opened up by dance you know
0: and it would be great if ariel was like it would be great if she somehow like soothes yeah this like aching inside of her through dance like if she got a fight dancing scene Mm -hmm. and we got to see her like exercise some of these demons let's rewrite it
1: let's rewrite it let's say and this is a small rewrite. So Ariel does have a death wish. And instead of, mm-hmm. at, at a like, at the beginning, it's a thrill. With the train, it's serious. She's not, you know, we see that moment where she actually wants death.
0: Mm-hmm. And
1: she's flirting with it. So she's dealing with the trauma of her brother's death. Right. Um, and so the dancing between her and, and him is healing her. Mm-hmm. So that's the thing. It's, him
0: understanding the freedom of dance.
1: Yeah. So this is one he's of healing those, her. This is already. I think it's one of those stories that's kind of like let's say Mary Poppins or Paddington, where it's not the main character that transforms. It's he shows they. You know, he shows up and transforms the people around them. He's like the outsider. Yeah. You know? I like so, him better. So that's all that already is in there because I don't think he really learns too much, but the town is transforming. But if we had someone more specific, like Ariel kind of open up herself. um, Through their, through dancing and, but she's also overcoming her grief and how mm-hmm. she's processing death. Then I, I felt like that would have been great.
0: I think so. I also think it would have been great if there had been a little moment uh, where the Reverend danced with his wife, because when the dance happens, they go sort of sneak up on it to like mm-hmm. sort of spy, but not in a judgmental way, more in like a celebratory way to go see the kids dancing and, and witness their joy. Mm-hmm. And they are standing in front of their truck watching the kids dance. I think it would have been nice if they had a moment to dance.
1: Yeah yeah Mm -hmm.
0: a slow dance not a fight dance
1: right exactly (laughs) dance off that's how this movie should have should have ended because that's the The problem it's like the movie the last 10 minutes they've kind of resolved everything
0: Mm -hmm. and now
1: it let's just watch this funky dance yeah
0: that's how it goes they they throw the (laughs) dance and the then reverend something- is like shows his <laughs> is support by saying, "Let's pray for them that they uh-huh. make good choices, which should have been what he was doing all along. Let's pray mm-hmm. for our kids that they make good choices and give them the tools that they need to, you know, move to adulthood and make make good choices as fully developed people." Me, um. Uh, they have a fight with Chuck. Uh, yeah. they beat that up bloke. five of his goons.
1: Yeah, obligatory bully is the only conflict that we've got left in the movie.
0: Yeah, but it's like a dance fight. There's a lot of high kicks.
1: <laughs> yeah, so suddenly uh Kevin Bacon unleashes martial arts. Um and which we kind of buy into uh because he's a gymnast, or at least his right. stunt his stunt men are gymnasts. Mm-hmm. Um and <laughs> And uh, and yeah, and when the f- and when the dance starts going, then suddenly every extra that we've kind of been watching, we realize was a trained dancer. So mm-hmm. you know they're doing this really complicated like show off dances. You know, yeah,
0: for a town that's never danced before, they're all on the same page about choreo.
1: Yeah, they. <laughs> I mean, you've got the. I-, I won't even get it, get into it, but like. They, they're, they're not doing the kind of dancing where you dance with another partner. No, it's like where you where you showboat and one guy stands in the middle and does something nuts and crazy. And then they're they're also like line dancing. Basketball. Yeah. And so, um, boy, they had a lot of natural talent for people who've never danced.
0: Yeah, for people who have always been denied the joy of dancing. Mm-hmm. Uh, Especially that's those people... They- yeah. Had to pent it up for so long. It was just so ready to burst that it was uh it was immediately funneled. It was gifted from the gods.
1: Mm-hmm. Yes. It, it it burst in front of everyone and they were all happy.
0: Yep. Um, there is a scene where there's a lot of naked butt boys, like <laughs> naked boys with their butts out. There's mm-hmm. buns in this movie mm-hmm. for no reason. There's just a shower scene where we see like almost fully nude boys <laughs> complete naked buns more than one i just wanted to toss that out there
1: mm-hmm, good no
0: there's a lot of naked boy buns <laughs> in this movie <laughs> um and there's consequences you know to ren trying to have this dance they get a brick thrown through their window that says burn in hell and his mom loses her job because her son is a troublemaker who's trying to have a dance like oh. It, it almost gets dark, mm-hmm. but it doesn't. Yeah. Um, so that's kind of footloose. Yeah. There's, um, <laughs> there's, uh, you know, there is a nice scene where uh, Ren goes to ask the Reverend if he can take Ariel to prom and we come into the scene and he's, and Ren is saying, well, if you could explain to me about my father, I maybe could explain to you about your son. And it's, like, these people that they've lost, mm-hmm. which I thought was a really mature, nice moment.
1: Yeah. Yeah, it, It's it, so the director of this, Herbert Ross, also did Steel Magnolias.
0: No, um, that makes sense.
1: Yeah. So I can see... I feel like... And this is just making broad assumptions. That he did give what was probably a cranked out movie. Like we got to make our flash dance some Mm -hmm. gravitas, but at the same time, there's just not enough fun scenes. Like maybe he did a lot with what he was given. Maybe I'm giving the director too much credit, but I felt like there was gravity and the, and drama. There was just not enough fun.
0: I will agree with you Um, and the, the fun that we do get is sort of like the tractor chicken. Mm-hmm. That's the fun. That's supposed to be a light, lighthearted uh, right. scampering moment, but it seems it feels too dangerous.
1: Yeah. I feel, yeah. And I feel like that just, you know, like we said before, like the, the purpose of dancing, the joy of dancing, needed to be more in the forefront. It needed to be a stronger part of the the story, rather than.
0: I agree. Rather yeah. than all of the vehicular danger,
1: yeah, just rebellion. They, they should have had. They should have had like a a a Dumbledore's army, but for dancing. They should have had yes. a secret dancing club
0: yes so this movie was remade in 2011 do you think they took any of our advice and made it better
1: that's fascinating okay let's go watch it and we're back we just watched no um no we did
0: not and we we didn't and we shan't we can't Uh, and we won't
1: uh, okay what is (laughs) look it's a podcast it's not a radio show we're um we're just gonna take the shortcut all right flash dance yeah
0: um, we should do Flashdance.
1: Yeah, we should do Flashdance. Now, here's the thing. it was It's a more significant movie. The reviews are much worse for Flashdance. Oh, really? Uh-huh. Just, hmm. just at the very general, you know, percentages of Rotten Tomatoes and IMDb.
0: Right. Um, okay. So, speaking of reviews... On a scale of one chicken with a train, mm-hmm.
1: how, on how many tractors?
0: How many tractors? On a scale of one tractor to ten tractors, do you give Footloose? I have a mm-hmm. feeling that like your score is going to be a uh, pretty, pretty low. Yes, I feel you didn't love Footloose.
1: Ah, so. <clears throat> There's nice moments. There's, I mean, I feel like I've been... There are a lot of nice Yeah. But, and, and and I, so, you know, any rating is highly subjective. It's more about how much I enjoyed it rather than do I think it's a good movie or do I think the people who like these kind of movies will enjoy it, you know? Okay. I think I'm going to give it a five out of on the enjoyment scale. Okay. Maybe I would rate it a little lower, but I feel like the movies that get into the three, four, you know, like the four or three or something like that. It's almost kind of like you hated it. You know, Mm
0: -hmm. Mm -hmm. I didn't
1: hate footloose. I just wish it was more. The the yeah. The the test of like a, a five or a six movie, like a very middle of the road movie is that you pause it and you say, Oh my God. It's only halfway over. There's an hour left. That's
0: That's, what I did.
1: Yeah. So I feel Um, like that's a five or six kind of movie.
0: Yeah. And like one of the barometers I like to use is whenever I can con rocket into watching one of these movies with me, he's Mm -hmm. 13. (laughs) Mm -hmm. He watched Footloose with me and he didn't wander away. Well, he did wander away, but he came back Um, and he was, he did say this movie's kind of boring. Yeah, uh, it, but he he watched it all the way through to the end.
1: Yeah. The, the truth is, is that Kevin Bacon is very likable and very charismatic and you like every everything that he does.
0: Yeah. You know? it's and, true. J-
1: and John Lithgow is also great, you know,
0: and, and uh, Diane Weist is his wife is that uh, you, you yes. want to hate them, but you can't because you can see that this man has a has a deeply troubled soul.
1: Mm-hmm. So yeah, and coming,
0: they rescue is, him uh, from being a total bigot by showing that he's not for burning books.
1: Yes, yes. Um, and so, if you are dipping in and out, um, <laughs> you know, doing the dishes, coming in and out, doing chores, and you are watching like little sections of it, it's like, yeah, that was pretty good. Yeah. But if if you have to sit down and watch the full like one hundred and forty seven minutes.
0: It's no, too no, many no. minutes. It's,
1: it's an it's an hour forty-seven. Hour forty-seven. Yeah. Which is um, like
0: normally I'd say that's the perfect amount of time for a movie. Mm-hmm. Uh, but this felt long.
1: Yeah. And so that's where my five comes from.
0: Okay. I'm gonna go higher than you. I'm gonna give it six and a half tractors. Okay. Because Here. I think it it it's almost like I think the perfect seven movie is mannequin. <laughs>
1: mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And it's
0: not as fun as Mannequin. No. It's, it's maybe a... a better movie than Mannequin. Right. But it's not as fun as Mannequin.
1: Right. And that's really what our ratings is. It's the fun scale.
0: Yeah, exactly. Because if you, look, you're not going back and watching these movies um, out of any sense of obligation. Yeah. To like, like educate yourself on the art of film.
1: Right. You know, it's like like a five or six are have things that are enjoyable, but are a little boring.
0: Right. So and it was part. a little boring. Yeah. Um uh, And a little, a little dark. Mm-hmm. There's Which a, I, there's a domestic violence in this yeah. movie. Mm-hmm.
1: Yeah. And I was okay with the darkness. It's just when it felt broad, like when it was a broad character, like I'm a bully, you know, like, the I'm stepdad was kind of like that. Who too. Didn't
0: seem that threatening until he like beat her up, and it's like, oh, you're a you're a wife beater.
1: Mm-hmm. But she's a also, woman she, beater. She also punched him first, and then he. Oh yeah, it's like the bully. Like she punched the bully, and then the bully punched her back, and then it got into a really nasty fight. But yeah, exactly. Yeah, there's. There's a lot of that.
0: What about a deep cut recommendation? <laughs> what do you, uh, uh, what did you latch on to, to recommend?
1: <laughs> uh, so uh, w- I came up with my deep cut recommendation. The mo- moment I flicked off the movie, okay. um, which uh, <laughs> I just, wasn't feeling it at the moment. And so I said, my, my recommendation is roadhouse. It may not have have anything to do with Footloose, but it's a better use of your time.
0: (laughs) It's true. And it's, you know what? I think they're very similar movies. They have a very similar mood. They
1: they do have the culture clash of the big city and the small town. And Mm -hmm. this, and Roadhouse is a violent, he he is dancing his way through with karate. Right. um, Teaching them. The value of karate. Um, Yeah, so there is similarities, and I think that's why it came to mind. But even if you've already seen Roadhouse and you're thinking of seeing Footloose, maybe just see Roadhouse again.
0: Yeah, there's never a bad reason to see Roadhouse again.
1: No. What's Uh, yours?
0: I went uh, a little bit more literal. I want to recommend, and I don't know if you saw it. Hand loose. Hand loose, yes, exactly. Gotta cut loose. Hand loose. Um, that reminds me of, did you ever see this is a total sidetrack, but do you watch Bob's burgers? Uh no. There's an episode where the kids are doing this like sort of burlesque dancing with their hands where they like make the like two middle fingers like legs and then the The other two fingers are like arms, and they, they call it handy prancing. So they uh, they learn the art of dance with their hands. So that would be hand loose, is, uh, is Bob's mm-hmm. Burgers handy prancing. Um, now, I wanted to recommend the Guardians of the Galaxy holiday special. Mm, good
1: one. Did you yeah. see it? Mm-hmm.
0: Where they kidnap Kevin Bacon and take him uh, to... Nowhere to give uh, Chris Pratt a uh, proper holiday. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. That's my deep cut recommendation. Nice. <laughs> the I Guardians of the Galaxy holiday special. Okay. So that was a fairly straightforward um, episode here on Footloose. Um, mm-hmm. We didn't love it, but we didn't hate it. Right. Right. Exactly. It didn't make us feel like learning to dance.
1: Yeah. If 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 you disagree with us, then um, put it in the comments and let us know. We might look at it.
0: Um. Where can people find you and support you in your uh independent filmmaking <sighs> endeavors?
1: Well, if they want to <laughs> support me uh, after this episode, um check out squishystudios.com That's easy. E- that's, that's the easiest route. I mean, squishy studios and our movie, the last movie ever made is on Facebook and Instagram and those things. And so if you want to check out what the heck is this dude actually do? <laughs> it's I pretty mean, good. yeah, you know, it's, it's silly. It's genre comedy, you know? Um, but um, you know, we're trying And so, yeah, Squishy Studios is the best um, uh, avenue for that.
0: Okay. Uh, And you can find me at the Neighborhood Comedy Theater in downtown Mesa, Arizona, doing improv comedy every Friday and Saturday. We do a mix of uh, long-form comedy and short-form comedy, like Whose Line Is It Anyway?, uh, we have all kinds of fun for you. So if you're ever in the downtown Mesa area, check us out uh, or check us out online at nctphoenix.com, N for Neighborhood, C for Comedy, T for Theater, and out.com. And hey, if you're here with us at the end of the episode and you want just a little bit more uh, uh, Nathan and Chrissy chit-chatting, uh, join. It's one of many reasons to join Uh, the podcast membership on True Story FM, because not only do you get a little bit of extra content uh, each week with Nathan and Chrissy having a little chat about um, uh, something either related or completely (laughs) totally unrelated to uh, the content of the episode, just some more time with Nathan and Chrissy. Uh, You also get each episode a week early, which is cool. Uh, You also get uh the discord uh server uh so if you did have something to say about footloose that we missed uh you could put it in the discord server you can also uh read and comment and chat about all the other true story FM shows on the discord server so you get uh, a lot for a little and you get to show your support for the most excellent 80s movies podcast. so Uh, think about that think it over and if you want something a little less expensive but just as supportive uh you know hit us with a like a rating a review a thumbs up a subscribe all that uh stuff helps the podcast we appreciate you so much and uh you know when you're out there in the world please keep the most excellent 80s movies podcast motto in mind be excellent to each other and party Party on on, dudes. dudes